Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is The Howl. We would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, and it features all teams, all topics on basketball, which, let's be honest, is everybody's favorite sport. The Howl is also a proud member of the CLNS Media Network, and you can find us on clnsmedia.com as well as Podient, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is also produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. I am the Oliver Miller of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right is Aaron Steve Francis Groshong, the producer of the show. And to my left is none other than Rob Bob Cousy Hess, who is the jack of all trades for the program. First half of the show tonight is our 2K Talker segment. We will be looking over free agency so far and incorporate NBA 2K18 roster simulations to see just how the league might do. First half of the Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. And as free agency is underway with full swing, Rob, I think I saw the first day uh, free agency deals totaled over $1 billion. Absolutely crazy for a day one. And we saw, we saw some shifts here, if you will, at the, uh, at the exact same time. Yeah, you started to see guys start switching teams. Uh, you know, some recent news, obviously, for our Timberwolves. You see us grab Anthony Tolliver, move on from Bielitsa. But obviously, that's a, a big big news for us, but that's not big news for the NBA as a whole. So I think uh, this is kind of a good opportunity for us to start going through that list, see where guys ended up, maybe see who's still available. We can maybe make some guesses as to where they're going to go, try to fill out some rosters, and then do some simulations and see who's able to do what. You know, last week on our 2K mock offseason, the Wolves were pretty successful just adding our rookies even and then grabbing, you know, in that scenario, we did end up grabbing, I believe it was Wayne Ellington. 
you know, we, we wanted to grab someone that was going to be at least maybe possible for us to get. And we did keep Bielitsa in last week's simulation, but he'll obviously be replaced now with Anthony Tolliver. So it'll be interesting to see what other free agents come off the board. And for the ones that already have come off the board, what kind of impact they can have in some of these simulations. Yeah, and we're, you know, like you said, we're, we're kind of seeing uh, a trend, if you will, of a lot of players moving out west into the Western Conference and the Western Conference showing uh, that it is a, a, a pretty, pretty talent dominated conference uh, comparatively to the East. Now, there's great players in the East, but when you look at uh, top to bottom as a, as a conference, the West is night and day stronger than the East. When, I, I, would you be in agreement with me on that, Rob? Well, so the crazy thing is I saw a statistic. It was something along the lines of every player that's been on the first team NBA over the last five years is in the West now. That's to me. That tells you everything you need to know. Oh, and I, I saw it too. The last seven MVPs, uh, seven active MVPs, are all in the West now, as well. It's ridiculous. So I mean, it's 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 showing it basically. Which, this this brings up a talker, and obviously this has started to come to the fold a little bit. Is the idea of eventually going away from conferences possibly and just saying we're going to take the best sixteen teams? But I know the more, let's say, realistic way they want to do it is possibly saying, look. We're going to take eight from both conferences, but then we're going to reseed everybody. And so then you're going to get uh, some fair matchups. But like one person pointed out, if you go that route, well, then you're just having the, those lower East teams just get blown out of the water. Yep. And it's, it's like, why are we even watching that? Which is why, we, like we talked about, what they really need to do is just true seed. Just get rid of the conferences. And then you obviously have to you know, change the scheduling because it has to be balanced, which I know that's been part of the issue too, is they talk about how balanced scheduling is going to be key to anything like that. But think about if you're the Wolves and they were to open things up, get rid of conferences, and now you could have some rivalries against, let's say, Detroit. You could have Milwaukee, rivalries against Milwaukee, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, it makes a lot more sense than us, you know, having like a rivalry against the Suns or something. You know, it's or the Nuggets. Yep. It just doesn't, you know. Well, I would I would still actually like to see a Nuggets and an OKC Thunder rivalry uh, because those are two teams that we've played incredibly closely throughout the process. But you know. I'm I'm a baseball guy in addition to basketball, Rob. I've played baseball most of my whole life. Uh, one thing I like that they did is they got rid of interleague play and they decided to work it into the schedule throughout. And that's one thing that works phenomenally for baseball. Now, now basketball, obviously, scheduling is different. But if you make it top 16 teams in the NBA make the playoffs, then you're going to get more competition, you're going to get more competitive playoff games, you're going to get less sweeps, and I think just in general, uh, it, it's going to be a lot a lot more of a, a fun process for everybody involved. I think so. The NBA is going to make more money off of advertising, they're going to make more money off of everything in general, because you've got a lot better games. The TV deals are going to be great. For the fans, you're going to get high competitive uh, matchups that are, you know, no blowouts, no four zero sweeps, anything like that. It's it's better for basketball as a whole, I think, to go that route, um, and it'll force some of those teams in the East and some of those tanking teams to kind of step their game up. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Whether they go that route or not is it remains to be seen. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the NBA always does what I would would like it to do. You know, for example, when they had the big uptick in money from the TV deal, and instead of 
you know, doling that out over a number of years. They're just like, throw all this money out. Let's put it all out, like, right away. And it's like, ah, that was a bad decision. And if they had just gone and done the smart decision, you know, things would have worked out a little better. Now, again, part of the reason something like that happens isn't necessarily to blame the NBA, but it's that power that the players have. And the players were like, well, you know, you have guys like LeBron, you have guys like Chris Paul, a lot of those big-name players that are involved in that process that realize what a benefit it's going to be to them. And that's why you have that being a bit of an issue. So let's, uh, let's go over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down some of the names here that have already agreed to deals or have signed with a new team or, or had their options picked up or, or have exercised their options. And uh, while, while Rob and I talk about that, we're going to be simming an NBA 2K18 season. With Setting up rosters and stuff is kind of what we're going. As, as, as we're going through teams, we're going to be going through rosters and trying to get guys to the correct get teams. Get it as, as accurate as we possibly can. Exactly, exactly. As of, as of the time that we're recording. So I'm going to start with Thaddeus Young, who opted into his contract with the Pacers. I really like what the Pacers are doing uh, with the draft and getting Aaron Holiday. Uh, picking up a guy like Thad Young is going to... Uh, it's going to help them out immensely. Um, on the, uh, the other Young that plays for the Pacers, Joe Young, uh, his option was declined, so the 26-year-old will hit free agency as an unrestricted free agent. Uh, your thoughts on the Pacers' uh, first early couple of moves there, Rob? I think they made a lot of sense. I, I'm a big Thad Young fan. When he was here, I really liked him, and I, I sort of understood why we didn't retain him, but if we could have... I mean, think about the roster we have currently. If Thad Young was with that, with, with the guys we had currently, I just think he could be such a great piece. He's so versatile. He plays uh, offense. He plays defense. He's a solid passer, good rebounder. He does a lot of everything. He's kind of one of those jack-of-all-trades type players, and, and I think he would have made a lot of sense here. And so for a team like the Pacers, who are a lot better than people thought last year, I think for him to opt in is huge for them. So sticking with the Pacers here, because they've got a busy free agency uh, we saw Lance Stevenson uh, leave Indianapolis. Because they declined his option. They declined his option. And where does he go? The L.A. Lakers. We'll get into why that's a big move here. Obviously, everybody knows. But we'll, we'll get into why that's a big move here uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, Corey Joseph exercised his player option. Gosh, he's already been in the league eight years. Can you believe that, Rob? It's crazy. Eight years I for mean, Corey honestly, Joseph. It is. And then the big free agent for... Uh, the Pacers, if you will, at this point in time, is Trevor Booker. He's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of looks, especially from teams like the Jazz and the Pelicans. Uh, so you can expect to see him uh, uh, get get some money this off season. Yeah, I think he's going to get paid. But again, part of the problem with this off season is that guys just aren't going to make a lot of money. The, the The cap space for almost any team is not there. You know, you watch the Lakers, who had a ton of cap space, and were able to really start. You know, last night you're, you're hearing all these names come off the board, like, oh, going to the Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. Like, oh, they're, they're going to consider the Lakers. Whereas you don't hear a lot of the other big-name teams because they don't have the, they don't have yep. the, the cap space. Uh, moving on to a Philadelphia shooting guard, J.J. Redick, 12 years in the league. He is staying with a one-year deal somewhere I think I saw in the 12 to $13 million range to stay with the 76ers. Uh, reports are is that the Sixers are also incredibly interested in Jamal Crawford, who opt out, opted out of his uh, Timberwolves contract here this summer. Uh, Rob, do you think Jamal Crawford goes to Philly, or does he go to a team 
that's maybe a little bit more uh, championship contending ready? I mean, Philadelphia's right in that next tier. While I don't think they're ready to go, I think they're right in that tier, you know, right behind some of those better teams, especially now that LeBron's out. There's no reason to think that the Philadelphia 76ers couldn't make the championship. Obviously, the favorites would be a team like the Celtics, but I could understand the draw if you're Jamal Crawford going to the Sixers. But at the same time, if you look at the way that their roster is assembled, whether it's J.J. Redick, whether it's Robert Covington, they have wings. They have players that are already taking those spots. Uh, Timothy luawu Cabarro, a favorite of this show. There's a lot of players on that team already that are going to be taking up those minutes, that are going to be taking those shots. I think the team to go to would be the Warriors. You know, they've lost a, a couple pieces. Now, granted, no team has shooters like the Warriors, but if you're the Warriors, not only do they give him the best chance to get a championship, but historically we've seen they do give minutes to these players that can shoot or that can, they can put in solid minutes, whether it's Nick Young, who, who's now not with them anymore. He could fill that, that nice Nick Young-type role. And I think he'd get solid minutes, and I think he could be a nice contributor to a team off the bench. Was he a great fit for the Wolves last season? I think we'd all pretty much agree it didn't work out amazing. He got us some wins single-handedly. You know, that, that early season game against the Jazz, you don't win that game without Jamal Crawford. At the same time, that was not what you normally got out of him. And so I think a team like the Warriors would get the most out of him while offering the best chance to win a championship. Yeah, and uh, the man, it's 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 tough. You know, you look at guys like Javale McGee who went who moved. Uh, you know, basically just down down uh, state lines a little bit, if you will. Um, the Lakers, with the with the money they have, are making moves and they're adding role players from these championship teams to uh, to try to compete right away. And that's uh, that's kind of good to see for me. Uh, another team in the West, obviously not so good, but a team like the Lakers, who it's good for the league when the Lakers are winning and making money uh, to start becoming relevant again. Uh, one I want to talk about, Rob, I'm sure you saw this last night. Uh, Ed Davis is signing with the Brooklyn Nets uh, for $5 million. One-year deal. I really like that move for them. My, my big thing is what, is, what is Portland doing? Now... I follow, uh, there's a guy that we had on the show about a few months back, uh, Dan Morang, who was uh, part of the uh, Portland radio show, uh, the Trailblazers. He works for Portland's uh, NBC Sports Network out there now, too, I believe. Um, I follow him on Twitter, and he is having a field day with the fact that Ed Davis, that, that Portland let Ed Davis walk over $5 million, and uh, especially when they've got some dead cap space. Do you think that this is the sign of maybe the start of Portland entering a rebuilding mode and that we may see Dame and CJ on the move here in a very short amount of time? Mm, I don't know if they're going to rebuild. It's not like they're completely stuck. Although, again, and we've talked about this, we had that discussion with Damarang, how the team is just so incredibly handcuffed because they put so many, I, I would argue, bad contracts out into the, yep. out into the ether, as they say. So I, I just think that they do have some real issues as far as what they can actually do going forward, but not to a point where I think they're going to rebuild. Uh, you, you're still talking about they have one, one of the best, if not the best, guard duos in McCollum and Damian Lillard. So it's not like you don't have great pieces. Now, the tough part you run into is even if you're going to rebuild, it'd be really tough because you don't have a lot of assets that people are necessarily looking for because you offered guys like Myers Leonard – you know, really crappy contracts, and they're like, yeah, of course I'm going to take that money. 
Like, who's not taking that money? So it's really tough because they, they made a lot of poor mistakes over the years. So even if you do go that rebuilding route, I don't know that you have a great pathway to that. Unless you're, you know, if you're rebuilding and you're them, you're going to have to start looking at trading your big-name players. And I don't, I don't think they're willing to do that. Well, I think, I think that's the one thing that they need to decide is, you know, do we try to rebuild and maybe free up some cap space so you would see a trade like, you know, Dame and Myers Leonard going for, you know, a, a player in some firsts or something along those lines to try to, uh, you know, even it out and, and get, some, get some cap space off the books. Uh, they are also not qualifying or making a qualifying offer to Pat Connaughton, who I would love on this team, uh, as well as Shabazz Napier they are letting go as well. So uh, three pretty solid pieces of that Portland team from last year are free agents, and one is already re-signed with a new team. Uh, let's move on to the other side, the East Coast, if you will. Uh, the New York Knicks are making some splashes pretty early on, Rob, uh, going out and getting Mario Hazonia. Mario Hazonia is kind of an interesting player. I like that he took a one-year deal, kind of a prove-it deal like you see a lot in the NBA. I think that could be beneficial for him long-term. And he, he probably hopes that next offseason maybe there's a little more money from someone if he can take that next step. Or, given that the Knicks are kind of a rebuilding team and Mario's still a young player, maybe he does latch on. Now, the issue you run into with a guy like Mario Hazonia is obviously they have uh, Hardaway Juniors there right now. So, I mean, I'm sure they're going to find a good fit for him, but he's not going to just jump right in and be the starting shooting guard, for example. Would, would you have liked to see... Hozonia maybe in a in a Minnesota Timberwolves uniform. I mean, for the money that he got, nah. something that we could afford. I don't know that we needed what he brings to the table necessarily as far as position. I think you know when you, especially when you draft a guy like Josh Okogi, you've already got Jimmy Butler, you've got some pieces in there. Now, could we use Mario Hozonia's shooting? Of course, but I just don't know that he would have been the greatest fit for us. Uh, you know, in our instance, we end up using the little cap, cap space that we have. We go after a guy like Anthony Tolliver who I think checks a few more boxes and fits a need a little better than he would have. Let's get to a team that has direct ties with, uh, with Minnesota and a team that I mentioned we're going to be kind of in a, in a rivalry with here shortly, and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they are very busy on the front here. Uh, first off, locking down Paul George for four years. Uh, Carmelo Anthony... Uh, opting into his deal. Uh, gosh, what else? I think, didn't they re-sign Jeremy Grant, I believe? Am I, am I right in that, Rob? Yeah, they got Jeremy Grant I back. They did. I believe they did, yep. Uh, this, is, this is pretty crazy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but I saw something the other day about uh, uh, if they stretch Carmelo's contract... They can save almost a hundred million dollars. Does that sound? Does that sound right? I saw that in a couple of reports on Twitter the other day. Um, that, uh, that there's the- a way to do it where they would, yeah, because they would save because of the tax. The crazy thing about this, and this is a story in its own, is they weren't willing to pay the pennies in luxury tax problems when they had the big three of Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. But yet, for the team that they have currently assembled. They're willing to pay the crazy amount of money they are in luxury tax, and they're not even guaranteed to do anything, let alone I don't think they have any shot at winning a championship. So I, I just think, to me, 
it's crazy that you're willing to do that now when you weren't willing to do it when you had you know three of the bet what are now three of the best players in the whole league on your team. That's I mean that's nuts. So I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, Nick Collison also officially retired. Yep. After 15 seasons in the league, um, great great uh, great basketball player, great guy. Loved him on. Uh, uh, well, he was with the Bulls for a while too, wasn't he? Uh, or was that no? That was Heinrich. You're thinking? Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think. Well, no, he... he's been there the whole time because he was with the. It was originally the Sonics. The Sonics. That's what it was. Gosh, I'm just slipping in my old age. Uh, let's touch on the Denver Nuggets, another team that the Wolves, I guess you could say, are in direct competition with at this point in time. Uh, Chandler Wilson opts into his deal. Um, Darrell Arthur exercises his option. Nikola Jokic getting the extension that uh, I think everybody everybody anticipated. And then Will Barton getting paid, too, if I saw that correctly the other day. Uh Denver doing a lot to stay put. Do you think there's anybody that they might try to go out and get? I know I saw reports that they were actually trying to go out and get LeBron in like a 11th hour kind of thing. Um, obviously that didn't work out, but Will Barton getting a four-year $54 million deal. Uh, but Rob, any, uh, any thoughts on, on who, the, uh, who the Denver Nuggets could possibly go out to get? I mean, not a lot of cap space, so there are some issues as far as flexibility are concerned the nice thing for the Denver Nuggets it's almost like picking up a free agent a free agent is that going into this next season you have Paul Millsap who's actually healthy for a change he had that hand injury last year so you add him obviously you have your draft pieces you get Will Barton back who's a really solid young player and add that to your your already existing core and the Nuggets are going to be a, a, a team to be reckoned with. You think about how close they were to making the playoffs instead of us. Now, granted, I love the experience of making the playoffs, but just think how close you were to probably having Tom Thibodeau get fired. We've yeah. talked about this in the past, but if it's just if they find a way to win that game, that the game against the Wolves, if the Nuggets pull it out in Minnesota, Tom Thibodeau's probably gone. So it's just I don't know. We don't like to dwell here. We're not trying to be negative. We, you know, there's a lot we're, of, I will we're say. We're not trying to be negative, but we've, we've been known to be. The Wolves make it tough sometimes. But I will say, that's been the kind of the consensus across Twitter right now is everyone's complaining, everyone's bitching, and we're not doing that here on the Howl. We've, we've, you kind of have to accept the fact that Tom Thibodeau's here. Long term, probably not. But for now, he is. And, and I will say, I've been very impressed with what he's done. But again, talking about those Nugget, that Nuggets team, that's how close they were to making yeah. it to, that, to the playoffs already. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I would be pretty shocked if they don't make it next season into the playoffs. Now, granted, there's only so many spots, you know, because obviously with the moves they've made, the Lakers are going to make it in there. The Thunder, you'd like to think that they're going to make it in there, but again, nothing's guaranteed. There's so many good teams in the West, it's going to be tough. So despite the fact that I think teams like the Wolves, the Nuggets, a lot of these younger teams have improved, I mean, nothing's guaranteed at this stage. Another team that we could see on the rise this year after a very good draft and a potentially good free agency, uh, the Phoenix Suns, Rob, made some, made some headlines, but I don't know necessarily for the right reason. It has been said that uh, Devin Booker is unhappy with the Suns' decision to release Tyler Ulis. Uh, after uh, the two of them you know, played, played some time together, they went to Kentucky together. Um, 
The Phoenix Suns also getting rid of Alex Len and Alfred Payton. Uh, Alfred Payton going to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Alex Len, no deal in place yet. What do you think of the Suns and their decisions so far, Rob? I like what they've been building. There were some decisions they had to make to start the offseason, obviously. They, they decided not to stick with a guy like Alfred Payton. They, they really dominated the draft. I thought they did a pretty good job there. Although, I, I don't, as much as I like a guy like Mikael Bridges looking at him, I don't know that it made a lot of sense the way they set that up. But, but I think they've done a really good job uh, based on what they could do. I don't know that the Suns are necessarily like a destination. But moving on from Alex Len, I think made a lot of sense, especially given you got Aiton coming into the yep. fold. I think they've d- done a really nice job of building something. But again, you're sitting there in the West, and there's such a young team. It's going to be really tough for me to envision a scenario where they're able to take that next step next year. No, and I think I think that's uh, I think that's in a lot of people's mindsets. Yep. You got to be patient with this Suns team and see kind of how that works out because the combo of of Booker and Aiton is a really, really good combination. If you can get a couple other good pieces in free agency or through trade or your other draft picks step up and surprise, uh, it can definitely be a, a good situation there, and they could be one of those teams in it for the, uh, for the long run, if you will. The one thing I'll, I'll add when it comes to looking at what, what they've done is uh, the, the, the thing with Booker and how he was upset – I did get some clarity yesterday. I, so originally people were saying they thought it, he was really upset about Ulyss being gone, which being one of his best friends, I'm sure he was. But they said the real caveat was that he was upset that they didn't communicate with him about it. And being that he is arguably the face of the franchise right now, yes. and you're about to sign this guy to a potential Wiggins-type deal, you know, Towns-type deal, that $150 million, yeah, four years max contract, I feel like he should at least get that conversation. I don't know that players, you know, we're not talking about the Suns doing something like they did with KG in Minnesota, where he was almost like a, kind of like a a GM of sorts, where he was able to kind of like have an impact on who came in, things like that. But I think giving a guy like that, just the courtesy and just saying, hey, I want to give you a heads up, Booker. You know, we are going to move on from Tyler Uless. We love the guy. He's been great for our organization, but we have to do what's best for this team. We feel at this stage... There's uh, better things to do with this roster. And just have that conversation. That's it. You know, we're not asking for his blessing to do it. We're just saying, look, we're going to have this conversation because you're important to this process. And I get why he's upset about not being involved in that situation. Uh, Moving on in the draft, or in the, uh, sorry, in the free agency here as you listen to Dash Radio's Nothing But Not Channel and the Howl, Cleveland losing LeBron James to the L.A. Lakers. This is a, a big move, and it's, it's obviously kind of taking the whole NBA universe, if you will, by storm. As immediately after he, res- after he signs with the Lakers, the, the ball more or less drops, and you see a lot of other players start to sign, not just with L.A., but, uh, but overall, in, in general. Uh, with the Lakers, we saw Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, immediately all go to L.A. right after LeBron signed with the Lakers. Rob, does bringing LeBron immediately make the Lakers a championship contender, or do you think they need to add more pieces? So, initially, when they bring in LeBron, 
I mean, automatically, I think if you have LeBron, you are a, a championship contender. That's how good he is. After last night, they made all those other moves. They bring in the different players that they brought in. I definitely felt even stronger about it. If you look at what he has with this current Lakers team versus what he's had, let's say, this past season with the Cavs, I don't think it's even a question. I think the team with the Lakers is much better. And think about this. You're basically, um, you know, J.R. Smith, you know, remembering how to play basketball and what's happening in the game from winning that game one with that bad team. And that whole series changes. Yep. And now you're talking about him being with the Lakers. And I, I love some of the pieces. You know, we've talked in the past about how I know going into last season, I was not a big Lonzo Ball fan. I did think he was pretty overrated. But I came away from last season impressed. So you're talking Lonzo Ball. They've got now a guy, a guy I don't really like personally, necessarily as a person. I just don't like the way he necessarily kind of composes himself on the court is Julius Randle, but he's a really solid player. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram is starting to come into his own more. And so I think you've got such good young pieces. You add to that LeBron's best friend, Lance Stevenson. You add some of these nice pieces, JaVale McGee, you know, Mr. Shackton, a fool. And I really like what they brought in. And I will say, and I, I'm probably in the minority here, but I do think that they are a championship contender because you add LeBron to what they already were building. Cause they were better the second half of the season. So you add LeBron to what they have. And I love it going forward. And I, I honestly think that they're going to be a really tough team to beat night in and night out. Someone put it on Twitter. You're, you're going to probably get a nationally televised game. Like all, like all their games will be nationally televised because it's the Lakers and it's LeBron. And that combination, like you already get tons of nationally televised Laker games, whether they're good or not, because they have such a wide fan base, an international fan base. Now you add LeBron to that mix, and to me, it's the sky's the limit for that team. You know, I was uh, I was on Strong Style Media as they uh, as they had their NBA free agency show over the weekend here, and and uh, you know, I was I was asked specifically, you know where do you think LeBron goes and where do you think Paul George goes? And for me, I was, I was surprised that Paul George committed to OKC so quickly. And I had said that it, if at, you know, 1201 AM LeBron had said, okay, I'm going to LA. Then I don't know if Paul George signs a four year deal with the Lakers or with the, uh, with the thunder. Sorry. Well, that's, that's it's, your it's obviously, like it was obviously it's mix. hard to say, but I think, I think a lot of players were waiting for the ball to drop. And I don't know if Paul George was willing to wait as long with that kind of lucrative contract sitting in front of him. It's tough to say. I, I think it was in, I think that was something they had planned for, for at least a little while because I mean, that's a big party they threw together. It seemed like it was pretty much in the mix. I think for a while I it's, it very well could have been that he already had his mind made up tough to say, but it would not shock me if he, if that was something he had kind of decided previously and was like you know this is what I want to do I, I like it here I like playing with Russell Westbrook which that has been a talking point uh, over time how much people really want to play with him you talk about how Kevin Durant leaves yeah. a, a pretty good situation so you definitely I feel like you've answered that question that you now the one thing I will add to this is if you're Paul George I don't know did you see the the rant that Brian uh, Windhorst went on about this I, I caught a piece of he it, was like very angry and he, his point was just that it was such a foolish move on Paul George. But for anyone that hasn't seen it, I definitely recommend looking up Paul George and Brian Windhorst. And he kind of goes in depth about the issues there and signing a four-year deal and why there's you know pros and cons. 
to me, there's a big reason why you see a lot of these players signing that one plus one. And it just kind of gives you some more options. But now at this stage, he's basically, with, with a four-year deal, he's basically locked up his entire prime with that one team. And it's not even a team that really has any chance of doing much. So I don't know. I, I don't love it for Paul George. I think if he would have waited, like you had kind of speculated, maybe he, he, if, if he knew we would have waited. And I, I think he made the poor decision to jump right in like that. Because I think, because they could have definitely brought him in. And it would have made a lot of sense. So, so I don't know. I, I would have been interested to see what could have happened if Paul George had, had gone there. Would have been really, really, really interesting to see. Uh, let's get over some more uh, uh, recent news here that's just popped up at the time of our recording on Monday. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are not only waving Tyler Eulis, but they are also waving Allen Williams. Uh, he played just five games last season. Uh but he the was, Suns you know, are, the they Suns talk are... about him being a big part of what they were building there. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that quickly. Now, I, I'm not going to claim to follow Allen Williams necessarily in the Suns real closely, but you know, when they signed him last offseason, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to bring him in the yeah. fold." And it was a, it was a big signing for the Suns at that point. In time. Are they saying much about it? No, not too much. Uh, you know, just uh, it was the meniscus injury in his right knee that limited him to only five games, uh, but they they waived him and. I mean, nothing, nothing too much else here on that end of things. Uh, Nerlens Noel signing a two-year deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and Rob, you were saying that the uh, year two is a player option, correct? For which one? For Nerlens. For Nerlens, my understanding is that it is a player option in year two, yes. Uh, so he averaged 4.4 points, 5.6 rebounds in 15 and a half minutes for Dallas last year in 30 games. Uh, not much to like necessarily no, um, he, with, what, I mean, with what he's already done. But again, you're two years removed or whatever, three years removed when he looked just really fantastic for the Sixers. Now, again, for a young team like the Sixers that are kind of up and coming for them to just kind of pass on Noel and they traded him for like nothing. Maybe there's something, I think there's behind the scene issues that we're not aware of, but well, it wasn't, and wasn't that also partially because they were going to basically hand over the, uh, the, the starting big man slash face of franchise duties to Jaleel Okafor? Well, no, I don't think so. I don't know that they had said that at that point. I could be wrong, though. Because, I, I mean, they, things didn't did go he well. Get, he, didn't he get moved shortly after? Yeah, he got, yeah, event, yeah, he got moved to the, to the Nets. Uh, and now he's a guy that's just sitting out there, and, and I don't even know if he's going to find a job. I mean, well, if, I mean, could he play in, like, Europe or somewhere for sure? Easily. And, and maybe someone does give him a shot. And I get it if they do, but man, there's just, you know, with Noel, at least there's something you've seen more than you've seen from Jaleel. With a guy like Jaleel, you've seen almost nothing, and there's not a whole lot to like. Well, on the plus side for Nerlens, he's got a new buffet that he can go hit up at halftime in the press room of OKC now instead of Dallas. Yeah, I like that, right? <laughs> uh, five to six million dollar range is the deal for Anthony Tolliver's one year signing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, with that, Minnesota withdrew their qualifying offer on Nemanja Bielica, uh, making him an unrestricted free agent. Uh, sources are saying that the Utah Jazz may have some interest in Belly. Uh, Rob, your thoughts on the, the signing, the renouncement, and the possibility of Belly joining our guy, Ricky Rubio? If he was to go to the Jazz, I think it makes a lot of sense. I would love that deal for them. Do you, I mean, so do you think there's a chance they actually pick him up, though? Oh, I think there's a huge chance. Well, yeah. 
I how, just I how think, much? I no, think, we have to. I guess it depends on what they have as far as cap space too. So I, I know that the Jazz picked up uh, um, retained Tabo Cephalosha in addition, uh, and it actually they just re-signed Derek Favors as well, uh, two-year, thirty-six million dollar plus. But I think Belly would give them a lot of flexibility in the the three and the four and provide some insurance for a guy like Derek Favors uh, to give some rest for guys like, you know, Joe Ingles. And, and kudos to them for re-signing Favors. I think that's a yeah, nice deal. That's a, that's a big signing for them. It's a, I believe it's a one plus one, very similar to a lot of the other deals, is the second year is, a, is an option. Uh, two more deals I'll touch on here real quick. Uh, Jose Calderon staying in the Midwest. He goes on a $2.4 million one-year deal to the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, don't, I, I have no problem with that. I don't, the Pistons are kind of a goofy team for my money. I don't really totally understand what they're doing. I mean, in the East, I will say, if any team's happy about LeBron being on, that's one of them. Yep. It just gives you another chance with what, you're, you know, with what you have there. You know, Blake Griffin, you've got Andre, you've got some nice pieces. But, you know, you're also, you also have some pieces you're kind of stuck with, whether it's Reggie Jackson, who they've been trying to move for a while whether it's uh, a bevy of players that just haven't panned out yet. Yeah, this, this Detroit Pistons team is, is really, really interesting. They're really uh, big on Henry Ellenson, is my understanding, but to this point, he really hasn't played. He's really, yeah. Uh, he hasn't gotten but a lot of playing him. time. they love him. They've talked about how they just love him, and it's like, I get that he was young coming into the league, but at a certain point, you've got to play him, especially when you're not really doing anything as a team. I mean, they got Ish Smith, Jameer Nelson, Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson, John Luer, Luke Kennard. Ish is a, we, uh, a good word for how I describe that team, for one. <laughs> That's going to be really interesting, him playing on that team. I think Jose Calderon's just wanting a job, more or less, than a, uh, a contender at this point in time. Uh, with Anthony Tolliver coming off the board to the Minnesota Timberwolves, the LA Clippers were sent scrambling after they sent out a couple executives to Anthony Tolliver's home. They actually visited him, and yeah. yet they still couldn't close the deal. And so they went out, and actually, this is as of uh, uh, about 20, 25 minutes ago, Rob. The L.A. Clippers have signed Mike Scott. Oh, one-year deal, right? I believe I saw that. Uh, yeah, one-year deal. He averaged 8.8 points and shot 40.5% from three. Uh, he had five seasons with Atlanta and then was in Washington for a season. Uh, I think that's a great signing for the Clippers. I definitely don't dislike the, the deal, but it, it's not, it doesn't move the needle, I guess is the better way to put it. Uh, one more to talk about, and kind of surprised, I think surprised some people, uh, was Aaron Gordon re-signing with the Magic. Taking a, a long-term deal, I believe I saw it was a four-year, like 80-something million dollars. 80, yeah, four years, 87 million, I want to say? 84. 84, okay. 84, so uh, now he was... If I remember correctly, he was an RFA, so the Magic had an opportunity to uh, uh, to match any deal that he was given. But he decided not to wait to see what he could get, and uh, and just go ahead and sign sign back with Orlando to stay down in Florida with the Magic. I saw one person po- say this. They said Aaron Gordon got the contract that they wish that we wish we could have given Wiggins. Is kind of the way they put it. So it's an interesting look, anyways. And, and the other thing, just to spitball off of that and go into kind of another talker I wanted to bring up, the Andrew Wiggins free agency, free agency, if you look around how there's like no money out there, what would Andrew Wiggins have gotten in the market right now? Because it wouldn't have been great money. No. And, and you would have just had to match that. Now, granted, you would have had less control. Instead of having him for five years, you'd have him for 
three years or four years or whatever it was, but you would have saved a ton of money. Yep. Now, again, here on the Howl, at least for me anyways, I am not as down on Andrew Wiggins as most people are. The guy's young. Let's not pretend like he's 29 years old and we haven't seen much. He's been a really solid player. And prior to last year, I really felt like in the offseason, he, he would focus on, let's say, two or three things, and he'd come into the season, and you're like, wow, he really worked on this, and he got better. Breaking news. The Los Angeles Lakers have renounced Julius Randle and are making him an unrestricted free agent. Wow. That is That's as surprising. Of three minutes ago via Woj, a Woj bomb. That surprises me because my understanding is, I saw this on Instagram. His wife just posted a picture like today or yesterday, and it was a picture of him holding his child, and the child and him were wearing Lakers apparel. It was like a, it was like a, like a cartoon or like a painting of some sort. And he came out and specifically said he wanted to be a Laker. So I'm surprised. I wonder what they're doing. Like, what's their – I wonder what their goal is now. So I'm very confused. I follow uh, – uh, Are they going to make a run at Cousins? Well, I see La- Laker Film Room on Twitter. Um, a, a Laker uh, fan group, they do a show. You know, So I'd, I've been following them pretty closely, especially with all of the LeBron stuff. And he said uh, uh, there's no way they make this – announcement unless they have a follow-up move it's very similar to when they res- when the wolves rescinded the offer to belly yeah you knew it was a kind of a 1a and then a 1b and that's what's going to happen here the, so the, so who do you think if you could find a way and again he would have to take less money but if you could find a way to convince demarcus cousins to take a deal with you like what are we even doing here right yep. like if you can find a way to make him be that guy because if the worst case scenario is you're trying to sign some min players, I think you would do that. You know what would be really funny? I don't think this is going to happen necessarily, but you wonder what the market is for Isaiah Thomas. Because he's, he had a down year. He's been injured. There's not – I think at this stage, there's not a lot to like about Isaiah Thomas. If you could convince him to be a min guy, that'd be – you know what I'm saying? If, you're, if you were the Lakers and said, look, you like it here, right? Now LeBron's here, huh? You know you like LeBron. Why don't you, you know, stay? I think you can convince some pretty good players to round out your roster where if you spend kind of what you have left on Cousins. Man, Woj is going crazy today. Another Woj bomb. Let's hear it. Rajon Rondo agrees to deal with? Lakers? The Lakers. I knew it. I, I actually, so here we're, so in the background while we're having this discussion, we're going through and we're trying to set up the rosters for the simulation. And I was going to say... Rajon Rondo would make a lot of sense to the Lakers. I love that deal. I'm very, I, that makes me excited even more. I, I really like what the Lakers have built around LeBron. And adding a guy like Rajon Rondo, that's a solid veteran piece. This is crazy. So that makes Alfred going to uh, the Pelicans a really good signing for them. Well, so they, they, they wanted to bring on Alfred Baton. Now, it's just a one-year deal. Yep, but they were hoping a, they could still— It's a hometown still, return for Alfred, yep, too. And they were hoping they could still get Rajon Rondo. But when a team like the Lakers come calling— it makes a lot of sense, especially after they get LeBron. What, Do they one mention, year, $9 million with the Lakers. Wow, that's actually quite a bit of money for Rajon Rondo. So, Although that's probably, maybe that's his market. So Kevin O'Connor on Twitter says that after renouncing Randall, the Lakers are at $13.8 million in cap space before signing Lance or JaVale. They can get to 23 and a half roughly if they stretch Luol Deng, or they can get to 30 by trading him and taking nothing back. And if, Now Lance... He was not a min player, correct? Didn't he correct. get like five or something? Yeah, it was something along those lines. So it was a mid-level type deal. Interesting. 
So That's I think there's, there's got to be something planned for them to get rid of Luol Deng to have the money to sign Cousins. Man, you know, I hate that name because I just always feel like when you hear about it's gonna be former the Bulls, it's going to be the Wolves. Somehow we're involved in this. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, here's the thing. Luol Deng, I think, could play basketball still. The guy, it's not the guy's age. He's 32. And so could you bring him in here and get some quality minutes out of him? I think you could. And he's a guy that would already know the system. There are some pros to bring in a guy like Luol Deng. But when I'm, if I'm bringing Luol Deng in, it's because he gets bought out and he's on a min deal. Not because we're paying him anything remotely resembling a decent contract. So I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what, what happens with Luol Deng. I was kind of thinking now that LeBron was there, Luol Deng would maybe serve a purpose and get some minutes. But I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like it's going to play into the cards anymore. The funny thing is, you know, I had a conversation with one of my friends last night, and we were talking about how they said, because he brought this up, and I had completely forgotten about this, but the coach, obviously, in L.A. is Luke Walton. And my response to him was, no, the coach is now LeBron James, because that's kind of, that's kind of what you talk about. In fact, when LeBron signed his deal with L.A., one of the first things I saw in a tweet was someone goes, this just in, Ty Lue has been promoted to head coach of the Cavaliers, <laughs> which I thought was that was absolute fire as far as tweets go. I love that. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what their next move is because you don't have a lot of cap space. That's yeah. a, I, like, I like bringing in Rondo, but, man, I'm, I'm a Julius Randle fan. We were just talking about him. Yeah, he, and I, I think he's going to get paid. Um, to touch back on your Isaiah Thomas comment, uh, one place I think he could end up because they, they are desperate, desperate for help is uh, the Orlando Magic. I could see it. They only have one one point guard currently on their roster. They've got some cap space. They got some cap space. You could get IT for relatively cheap, and he could make an impact. And that's a pretty darn decent team to play with if you're Isaiah Thomas. Who is the team? Um, man, I'm trying to think. I, I think he's, Isaiah Thomas makes a lot of sense for the Magic. There's probably some other teams that would look at him as well, but the Magic could pay him a little bit. You'd probably get him on a one-year deal. If you've noticed, that's kind of the trend right now is a lot of one-year deals. And it's for the, from a player's perspective, it makes a lot of sense because you don't want to be locked into a long-term deal, especially if you're Isaiah Thomas coming off of a down season, coming off of injuries. You are 100% looking for some sort of a prove-it deal. There are a lot of people that are not happy that the Lakers renounced Julius Randle to pay Rajon Rondo $9 million. I like Julius Randle. I will say, I, 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 again, like we talked about, I like him as a player anyways on the court. I think he does some really nice stuff. And he wanted to be there. Yeah. So this is goofy. Now, what's the market for Randall? Because there's not a lot of money out there. No, there really isn't. So he's going to have to, what, maybe take a, a one-year, $10, 12 $13 million. one-year deal is probably what's going to have to happen. And then hope that next year with the cap going up that he can get paid. Now, they have, they don't, now because they renounced him, they do not have his bird rights. The Lakers, so they can't, you know, they can't resign him. He's off the table because he's not taking, he's not going to take any sort of a min deal. No, I'm trying I, to think, and especially if I got renounced as a. Uh, if we go down the league, what are some, some maybe some young teams that would have a position open for a player like Randall? Huh? There's, you know, Rob. There's a team on the East Coast that I'm thinking of. You thinking the Nets? Uh. Uh-uh. You're you're close in uh, location though. Hmm. You're not thinking of the Knicks, are you? I oh God, no! I hope the Knicks flounder. I don't think they. Have, I don't even know if they have the cap space for that. Well, I'm, you'll have to tell me. Uh, you know, I, I I could tell you, but I think you just need to trust the process. 
Do, wait, they don't, they don't have the cap space. Eh, they kind of do, though. Well, I don't think they're going to use it on Julius Randle, though. But here's the thing. If, if you can't get Kawhi... If a trade, well, for, but yeah, we, trade, we don't know that they can't get Kawhi at this stage. No, but I'm saying if a, if a trade for Kawhi doesn't work, and you're not going to be able to acquire him, that's fine. But could you imagine just a, a Fultz, Simmons, Rocco, Julius Randle, Joel Embiid starting five with JJ Redick, Jamal Crawford, Dario Saric all coming off the bench? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's interesting. By the way, while we were doing this, I believe, can you tell me, Thomas Bryant just went somewhere. Was it the Wizards? He's I'll our, look, he's, I'll, I'll he's our guy. Yeah, he's our, he's our guy in 2K. Uh, let me take a look here. Drafted by the Utah Jazz. Uh, da, 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 da. You know what? Actually, uh, I, I don't see anything that says that he signed with anybody. He was waived by the Lakers. But I do not see anything that says that he is signed with a team. I thought I thought we got some sort of a I thought I got some sort of notification. I'll have to look this up now because I I definitely thought there was there was a notification that he was linked to someone here. I thought it was the Washington Wizards. Oh, okay, yep. Actually, Shams uh, tweeted about a half hour ago. Okay, that's the Wizards. The Wizards have claimed Thomas Bryan off of waivers. All right, so which is which? Okay, that makes sense. That's where I had him going. That's where I ended up trading him to in the simulation where we're we're at currently. So what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to take a uh, we're going to jump into looking at more of the simulations here. And we'll, we'll kind of go over some of the rosters here to make sure we got everything kind of in order. All right, so now we're going to start looking at the actual simulations. So this is for this coming season. And now we do have all the rookies. So everyone from the draft class is assigned to the correct teams. And as far as rosters are concerned, we've updated most of those for the free agency moves, etc. Yep. So we'll go forward. And I think a good spot to jump to... Let's take a look here and just kind of see. Yeah, I think we'll jump to the trade deadline. We've kind of, we kind of, in many cases, that's kind of where we look, and then we can kind of make some deals. And we are just the Timberwolves. So uh, to make the rosters correct, we did have to take over all the different teams as far as you know, moving guys from team to team, things like that. But in this instance, we we did put all that back to normal. We're just running the Timberwolves. So we'll, we'll go forward, and what, the one thing you want to make sure, I'm going to make sure I turn this back on. We had turned this off initially, which was the trades, because turning off trade logic is how you're able to get guys to different teams. So we'll put that back on, and hopefully maybe someone will offer us some trades for some of the players that we have, and we'll see where we end up at the trade deadline. What are your predictions, Kevin, for whether it's the Timberwolves or just teams in general? Uh, so the Wolves, I think, are going to be a bottom uh, three seed team in the playoffs. So I think like six, seven, eight, I think they do make the playoffs, but I think it's a lot tougher. Uh, look at a team like LA locking in the third spot, uh, maybe even the second spot and teams like Denver and the Spurs and maybe even the jazz on that cusp. I think two of those three teams miss the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. One thing that did just happen is, the Timberwolves picked up Vince Carter. We were short a player. Love it. That's actually uh, 
Uh, Darren Wolfson has, has tweeted that the Wolves have actually reached out to him. Although, we, we, to be fair, we've reached out to pretty much everybody. Yeah. We just got offered, uh, the, the Lakers offered us Channing Frye and Mo Wagner for Taj Gibson. No, thank you. Nope. I think I'm going to stick with Taji. Ooh, uh, first-round pick and Chinanu Onowaku for Josh Okogi. I'll stick with Josh Okogi, but not a bad deal. Uh, yeah, from it's the, the Rockets' first-round pick, though, so it's, it's super not worth late. Much. I'm not a fan. OG Ananobi for Josh Okogi. Ooh. Ananobi for Okogi. Nope, I'm still going to say no. Okogi's my guy. I'm I gonna, like that deal, though. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, Jeff Teague in a first for Cantor and Dodson. No, thank you. Uh, Robin Lopez for Taj Gibson. Some of these trades, I'm like, nah. Uh, yeah, we'll make some offers. Oh, I, actually, we will not make any offers. End of the trade deadline. We, we passed it uh, because we like the team where we're at. Looking at where the Timberwolves are at, 37-23. and 23, They are fourth in the conference, second in the division. I think we should take a look, kind of see the standings-wise as far as the Western Conference, who's kind of doing what. So looking at the Western Conference, the Los Angeles Lakers are pretty far down. So we're fourth. Lakers are sitting there at six. They're at 30-25. and 25. Not a lot of surprises. Uh, maybe Thunder at two. I don't know that I think the Thunder are going to finish at two in this, you know, at the end of the scenario. Jazz are right behind us. Uh, like we said, the Lakers, Blazers. Suns are still kind of pushing. They're, they're a young team, so they have not reached that next step yet. But they've made a, some pretty good progress as far as uh, they're concerned. Looking at the Wolves, let's see. We're putting up 107 points per game, points allowed, 104. So our defense is still struggling. We, we can score, though. We can score with the best of them. 7-4 and four in our division at this point in the season. Let's see. Let's go. Uh, let's take a look at statistics and league leaders. As far as the first page is concerned, uh, no LeBron James, which is kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at who is. Isaiah. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Look at number three on the list. Number three on the list. So they must have made a trade for him or something because the Lakers did end up picking up Isaiah Thomas, who is absolutely dominating. 21.6 points per game. More than Lillard, Irving, Wall, Kemba, who's on the Bulls. And Dragic. And Goran Dragic. This is going to be an interesting uh, stretch run to the season. So we'll simulate through the rest. Actually, before we do that, since we're going to do a couple seasons here, we should take a look at contract extensions and see who's able to resign. So Towns is going to resign. Uh, that's that's not always a given, I will say, in some of these scenarios. Yeah. Not that he won't resign, but he doesn't usually resign in like during the season. The other guy that is interesting, so whenever we've done these simulations, Jimmy Butler will never resign prior to the offseason, except when we did the pre draft simulations and we had Luka Doncic on the Wolves, Jimmy Butler resigned. So Luka Doncic is uh he cures what ails you. Obviously there's uh some other teams that are hoping that is the case as well. Looking at who else we could re-sign, Tyus Jones, I think at 21 years old, that's a, that's a no-brainer for me. We'll re-sign Tyus Jones. Let's see. Gorgie, I always love this. Gorgie Jango re-sign. Yeah, we don't want you here. <laughs> of course he would re-sign. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with We don't want you him. here. So, no, we're going to pass, and we're going to go to the end of the season. We'll simulate through, kind of take a look at where not only the Wolves end up, but where some of these other teams end up finishing. I'm very interested for a team like the Lakers. All right, let's look at the superlatives based on the roster constructions uh, that we're talking about for this next season. So Steph Curry, MVP. Looking at what else happened in this scenario. Let's see. We have Robert Cummington, sixth man of the year. 
Defensive player of the year is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Most improved player is Chris Dunn. So that's interesting to say the least. Looking at first team All-NBA, Carl Anthony Towns. How about them apples? We'll take that. He's a 92 overall currently as well. Heck yeah. So we love seeing that. Uh, let's see. No one else from the Wolves made it. Jimmy Wait, Butler. Lord, go, go back to third Jimmy team. Butler's all defensive first team, though. Oh, never mind. Okay. I saw Boogie on there. I was curious to see what team he made it on the third team. So some interesting. Yeah, he ended up in this scenario. We did have him just stay with the Pelicans, which is, which is very likely. It wouldn't surprise me if that does happen. All right, moving on. So the Wolves finish third, which is pretty good. So we finish third, first in our division. We go up against the Portland Trailblazers. My prediction is that we, we I think we win, what? Five I'll games. Say, oh, I think, I think it'll be six games. I'll say six. Well, one, oh, we are down. Kevin with the jinx. Uh, two, oh, we are down. I think it's a good time to take a look and see what's happening. I think so, too. Who the heck does Portland is have? Is someone hurt? So Josh Okogie and Justin Patton are not playing. That's not a huge surprise necessarily. Looks like everyone is intact on our team. Were they missing some players? I'm, I, I got to see this injury report. Maybe I'm missing something on someone that's – let's see. Oh, so, okay, so Taj Gibson and Andrew Wiggins are both hurt. That makes sense. Taj Gibson, a hand fracture. We don't exactly have great depth at the power forward position. Obviously, I would assume if I'm the Wolves in this scenario, probably starting – Jang, but maybe Tolliver? Maybe Tolliver? Yeah, maybe. But still, 2-0 is not great. Uh, but two of your better players being injured is not shocking what we're down a little bit. And those are two games at home we lost. So we take the first game in Portland. Hey! So 2-1. And actually, I do want to take a look at who they have. Uh, pretty much the same cast of characters. Actually, they picked up Nemanja Bielica. Good and for he's, them. And he's playing really well. Good for them. He's dominating. So that's fun. That's fun. I like that a lot. They did somehow – we had made the change, but somehow they traded back – I don't know. They got – well, I guess what they did was they re-signed some guys. But so they have, you know, Nurkic, Pakanaten. Pakanaten's getting some major minutes. This is very interesting. I'm going to see. Can we, can we even it up? Even it up? 2-2. Two, two. So apparently we're great on the road. We're bad at home. I, I don't know what that's Makes all about. Makes sense. 3-2. Uh, we're, we're at five games. Uh, can we do it in six? Boom. Told you. Moving on in six, All right. my man. I'm glad to be looking at the box score. Yusuf Nurkic and Damian Lillard, no shock, were their big players. Although, again, Nemanja Bielitz has been really good in this series. Uh, Tom Thibodeau hates that because I think based on his playing time and what he gets here, I don't think he's a big fan. Looking at the Wolves side of things, Jimmy Butler, 21-6-8. Carl Towns, 21-15-5. Andrew Wiggins actually 10-6-2 is pretty good. Uh, let's see. Who else? Some notable names. Oh, okay. I don't know when this happened, but at some point in this scenario, we picked up Richard Jefferson. All right. So sure. Why not? We'll take up Richard Jefferson, uh, 10 points, two rebounds, I guess. So that happened. Interesting. And you're not getting much from the young guys. And Vince Carter is not playing. So he's a depth guy only. We move on to the second round where we are taking on the Houston Rockets who were the, the two seed in this scenario. One seed did end up being Golden State. They lost in the first round to the Jazz. Wow. <laughs> so right now, that's, uh, that's interesting. And actually, you know who didn't? Oh, I guess they did make the playoffs. I'm kind of curious here. So the Lakers ended up losing to the Thunder. So looking at the Lakers and what they were able to do, man, so that cast of characters did not work out too well for them. Mo Wagner did not play... 
You're, you're getting almost nothing. Brandon Ingram, zero rebounds. Yeah. You can't have that. That's yeah. You think Wiggins is bad at, at getting rebounds. That's well, look, at, look at Lonzo Ball down at the bottom. Yeah, Lonzo Ball, zero points. And he's starting, by the way. Well, actually, I don't know if he's starting, but he's getting 24 minutes a game. Uh, two rebounds, five assists, no points. Zaza, 0 six from the field. Zaza Pachulia had a better overall game than actually, Lonzo Ball. Z- uh, Zaza Pachulia had a monster game. Look at the stat line for Zaza. Tw- uh, let's see, 26 minutes, eight points, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals, and two blocks. That's a monster game. So, anyways, the Lakers end up going out in the first round. So, uh, in year one of this little whatever you want to call it, I guess this experiment, we'll say, uh, did not go well for them. So moving on to the second round for the Timberwolves. If we were to simulate, let's see, uh, 1-0, we are down. Uh, 2-0, we are down. It is not looking good. Predictions. Let's, well, that's how, it, that's how it started in Portland. We'll steal one. We're going to steal one. Yeah. Uh, 3-0. We're going to steal might right not, here. We might not steal one. We're going to steal it right here. <laughs> we do get swept. Okay, we get swept. We do get swept, unfortunately. Looking at who contributed. Mm, Wiggins did nothing. Man, this is rough. Anthony Tolliver had a great game, 7-6-3. and three. Man, we did not move the ball well. Not a whole lot to like about what happened in this scenario here. But we did make it past the first round, so that is an improvement, I guess. We'll take that. Yeah, it I, ends I up think being that is an improvement. The 76ers win the championship. Oh, by the way, I, I, didn't, I don't know if I told you this, but what we ended up doing is we kind of snuck Kawhi Leonard onto the Sixers just to see in case they trade for him. And, Which I think I think is a possibility, and so they do end up winning this. They win the Good championship, and he's the MVP. So that's kind of fun. I, I'm interested to see what ends up happening with that. I think if they could get him, I think that it's very possible they could win a championship. But time will tell. Time will tell. So moving on to the off season, we're gonna simulate through a little bit of stuff here, and then we'll come back at you uh, a little later in the off season and kind of take a look at the next season to see how the Wolves can continue to improve and, and move, move forward in these simulations uh, with the league looking like it does. I'm also interested to see what the Lakers, teams like them, the Thunder, some of these kind of Western Conference teams that have expectations and see what they end up doing here. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is the Howell quarter three. Sorry, actually this week it is not. It is first half. First half. 2K Talkers. And we're going to simulate now through the offseason and come back at you at the beginning of the next season here. All right. So we have made it through the offseason. Uh, a, a pretty different team overall, if you will, than where we were at the end of last definitely, season. Definitely some remake. But I, I, I like the squad overall, Rob. Don't you? Yep. You want to go over the roster? Let's. All right. So we have Carl Towns, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins. We were able to re-sign Jimmy Butler. We had re-signed Carl Towns during the season. Uh, Jeff Teague, Gorgie Jang, Katie Bates, Jop. We have Josh Akogi. We signed Danny Green as a min free agent. We picked up Isaf Sinan. Justin Patton still on the team. We picked up Gary Neal as a, a veteran minimum guy. We Thomas Bryan, a guy we like on this game quite a bit. Uh, Roy Hibbert as a min guy. We picked up Mark Daly. And then we drafted uh, Frederick Gerbeau. He's going to be a draft and stash for a year. And then... Someone, uh, I'm not going to name names, but someone was very insistent that we grab Leangelo Ball. Uh, that was uh, you, Kevin, Rob. Uh, Kevin. Uh, that Kevin. was you, so Rob. So Kevin wanted Leangelo. Actually, and Kevin wanted us to waste our untapped talent yeah, on him. Yeah, send him to un- untapped potential. If I'm going to have him on this dang team, he's at least going to have decent potential. So 
We've got them, and we're going to start off the season. Let's just do it a little slower this time, Kev. Let's just kind of go month by month, take a look and see uh, where we're looking as far as the Wolves are concerned. Starting off pretty weak. We did get offered Parsons and a first for Teague and Jop. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, no thank you. No, no thank, you. thank you. Although that first round pick would be nice. And I don't love Jeff Teague necessarily, but I'm definitely not taking on Chandler Parsons. So a nice start of the season. We are four and, or two and four. So not exactly a great, great start. start. Nope. Josh Okoge, by the way, gets really good in this game. People really, really want him. We get offered a lot of trades in the scenarios with him. This is not bad now. Jeff Teague in a first for Dragic. I'm not doing it, but at least it's. I would consider it. I'd consider that. Not yeah. a lot of good trade offers at this stage with what we're building. So we're sitting at 11 and 9, seventh in the conference, second in the division. That's at uh, beginning of December. Jumping to the new year. So we'll simulate through January 3rd, get a better idea of how the Wolves are looking. Another. Man, yeah, like I'm doing this. First round pick in Terrence Ferguson for Josh Akogi and Kata Bates Diop. I don't think so. Nope. Well, we're starting to win some games now. You know, the chemistry is definitely building up. Are we getting there? Are we finally? Yeah, 22 we're finally... and 11. We're looking a lot better. Uh, this is an interesting trade. Andre Drummond and E. Moreland for Jeff Teague and Justin Patton. Uh, uh, no. No. Really? I say no. All right. All right. Part of the reason why we're saying no to this, by the way, isn't because we're like in love with Justin Patton, but we did make him untapped potential. Our goal is to hopefully see if we can kind of take him to that next step. In a lot of our simulations, we kind of put him to the wayside. I don't feel like we really focus much on him. Whereas in real life, I think the Wolves probably have some decent expectations for what he could become. Again, a lot of that's going to be he's got to stay healthy. And that's, you know, that's easier said than done. Al Horford and uh, Gershon Yabasele for Wiggins and Danny Green. Again, not bad. Not a bad deal. We're but we don't necessarily need a getting center. Some decent trades. We don't necessarily need a center. No. We're third, by the way, in the conference. First in the division. Hey, this is hilarious. So we're doing this trade for sure. We just got offered Kevin Love for Andrew Wiggins. Hey. Which is something we had been looking at doing, but... So in our scenario, uh, it worked out somehow that the Pacers got Kevin Love. So they're willing to trade us Kevin Love and Joseph Young for Wiggins and Daly. Yes. That's yes. not even a question. We're doing that because we wanted to see what hap would happen anyways. So that worked out perfect. So we're definitely negotiating that trade. We're all in on that, aren't we? Yeah. I'm we got to give up that. Mark Daly, who's a decent young prospect. But no, we're not. We're not balking on that. And they agreed to our trade, which is funny because they're the ones that offered it. So I would hope so. So we are going to continue simulating through the trade deadline. I wonder if this will hurt our chemistry a little bit. In fact, our chemistry dropped 20%. Good Lord. So we need to make a run second half of the season. Hey, this is interesting. Teague in a first for Chris Dunn in a second. No. Really? Yep. Man, I'd consider that. I would. No. I'm a better virtual GM than you, though. They're, look, they're trying to trade Drummond again. Nope. We already got our guy. We got Kevin Love. We don't need, we don't need Drummond. Nope. See, now they're trying to get Thomas Bryant. These are guys that these are on Thomas Bryant's like a two K untouchable. Yep. He's not a guy. Someone's trying to trade us Taj Gibson back. Nope. We nope. will we will stick with Gary Neal and Justin Patton. Man, Tristan Thompson, they really don't want him. And E. K. Anigbogu. I like E. K. Anigbogu, but I'm not giving up Justin Patton Leangelo Ball. Oh, look at you! You want to hold on to Leangelo? Well, I don't want to take on the money that we are going to have to take on there. So we'll take a look at the trade deadline. So the Wolves are sitting, we're at the four spot. 
in the conference, second in the division. What is your prediction for the Lakers, Kevin? How are they sitting in the I standings? Bet you, I bet you they're sitting top five. Top five. In right, the let's take a look. In the Western Conference, they are they're not top five. So we're fourth. Pelicans fifth. Thunder sixth. And Lakers are seventh. 30 and 24. Pretty similar to where they were last season, actually, around this time. Yeah. Looking at... Let's take a look at some of the league leaders and see if uh, anyone else is on there. Carl Towns, 25 points per game, 9.8. Actually, sorry, 12.8 rebounds per game that's, and three and a half assists. Jeez. So that's that's pretty monster. You're definitely getting some good production there. It would be nice to see Jimmy Butler on some of these lists. Second year in a row, nothing. So that's a little surprising. We will move forward. Should we take a look at uh, – do you want to make any trades, Kev? Well, let's just see what happens with the team. I'm fine with it. All right. We're going to lose a lot of the guys in free agency we don't want anyway, such as Jang, Teague. Those guys are going to open up, so we're going to, we're going to be fine there. So simulating in the season, again, trade deadline. Again, this is Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. You are listening to The Howl, our first half. It's our 2K talkers kind of doing a simulation combined with a look at the current free agents that have gone to different teams. Starting the second half of the season, definitely looking pretty good. Well, well, before we move on, we should take a look at the contract extensions to see if anyone's actually available. Jeff Teague would sign. No, thank you. Uh, Gorgie Jang would also resign. No, thank you. I don't think we need any of that on our roster long term. So moving forward, we'll continue to simulate. There's no one on the team that we could actually that we would think about resigning that we actually could resign. That's part of the issue there. By the way, we've gotten our chemistry almost all the way back up. We're almost at ninety percent now, so that's definitely helping us kind of finish off the season. Still in third. Now we're at second. Can we finish second? Pretty good Pretty good end of the season here, Kev. Oh, yeah? MVP is Giannis. R.J. Barrett, six, or rookie of the year. Sixth man of the year is Jeremy Lin. Giannis is also defensive player of the year, so he's having a monster season. Most improved is Jaron Jackson. Coach of the year, Michael Stauffer, who gets really good in this he game. Gets, yeah, he's my he, in my current simulation that I'm running, he's my coach, and I won back-to-back NBA championships. Towns is... Uh, all NBA first team. Let's see. Does Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler does not. Actually, uh, Isaf. So Isaf Sanin, one of the guys we picked up, uh, made the all rookie second team. So that's not bad. Jimmy Butler is. Uh, let's see. All defensive first team. So that's not bad at all. I like that. We end up finishing the second seed in the West, first in the division at fifty-five and twenty-seven. So a monster season. The number one seed does go to the Houston Rockets. So we start off playing the Nuggets. By the way, the Lakers, again, faltered a bit. They are sitting at the sixth seed. So it would be interesting to see if they move on. I'm hoping they do because then we could play them. I'd like to see LeBron against this squad. That would be great to see. My prediction, I think we do end up beating the Nuggets probably six games. So start off, we are down 0-1, even up 1-1, down 1-2. So we are not doing well against the Nuggets. Uh, 2-2, let's take a look at the box score and examine who's doing what. Michael Porter, by the way, is is dominating. 25 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists for your Nuggets. Carl Towns, 36-10-3, having a monster game. Let's see, what about Kevin Love? Kevin Love is not even listed. So he must be injured. So we're doing this without, I think we can all agree, one of our best players. I think we should take a look at the injury report, take a look and see how long he's going to be out for. Looking at Kevin Love, uh, he dislocated his right elbow, so he is m- missing oh, probably so he's, everything. He's dead, basically. Man, that's that's not great. <laughs> uh, we are up three two though, and 
Can we pull off the season? Yes, 4-2. See, six games again, I told you. Looking at who did what. Michael Porter dominated again. Trey Lyles is playing really well for the Nuggets. We have Carl Towns almost gets a triple-double. 38-16-7. Puts on an absolute clinic in this game. Jimmy Butler, 16-1-5-3 steals. Four blocks, too, by the way, for Towns. Jeez. So he's really putting on a show. Move on to the second round. We are taking on the Golden State Warriors. The number one seed, again, is down. Uh, so they actually, number one seed Houston might lose. Uh, two straight years, the number one seed might lose to the eight seed. Similarly in the current round, and they do. So the number one seed two years in a row in this simulation is actually taken out. This time by the Portland Trailblazers. They will take on the Jazz. We are taking on the Warriors. By the way, the Lakers, again, only win one game in the playoffs. So they have really, I'm, really I'm struggled. I'm okay with this, in all honesty. So Lonzo Ball put up uh, some pretty good numbers this season, at least. 18-5-6. LeBron, 16-8-10. Somehow the Lakers stumbled upon Kenneth Fareed. <laughs> 16 and 5. And is that Marquise? Marcus Morris? Yeah, I think it's Marcus Morris. Let's take a look. Markeef? Uh, that's Markeef Morris. They actually have Avery Bradley and Kent Bazemore, too. So And J.J. Barea. This is actually a pretty solid squad. Rashad Vaughn is, uh, d- wow. did not play. Tyler but Ennis. This is a pretty good squad they've got here. And it didn't go well against... I mean, you have to take on the Warriors at some point. But, man, lose, playing them in the first round... Not ideal. And look at this, actually. Okay, so I don't know what happened here with the Warriors, but they're missing pretty much everybody. Look at the squad. There's no Steph Curry. There's no Klay Thompson. It's but there's ugly. But there's Draymond and JaVale. Patrick McCaw's putting up. Langston Galloway they picked up. He had a monster game. How, yeah, Draymond Green, 9, 11, and 7 with three steals and a block. So you're definitely seeing why they've been successful. I'm a fan. So here we are. We're taking on the Warriors in round two. 0-1, we are down. 1-1, we pick it right back up. I think we got a pretty good shot here. 1-2, we are down. I, I spoke too soon. This is getting ugly quickly. Of course, Steph Curry is back in full form. That figure. Dominating. So we are down uh, one game to three. By the way, we do still... Let's see. Do we have Kevin Love back? We do not. So Kevin Love's still hurt. That really killed our chances. And we have been eliminated. So... No surprise, you lose your second best player and you don't make it very far. Although, NBA Finals champion, the Atlanta Hawks. And they beat John Collins as your MVP. Yeah, John Collins. Wow, that is shocking. You know what they took on, by the way? The Trailblazers, who beat... So, this, this is the Trailblazers. Their run to the finals. They beat the number one seed Rockets. They then beat the five seed Utah Jazz. They beat the... The three seed Golden State Warriors. What like who's on this team? Like some, I need to see what exactly we have here. Oh, so funny thing, the Hawks actually somehow got Clay Thompson. <laughs> so well, that's that part helps. of why they moved on. So the Blazers pretty much have their just their regular team, and they made it this far. In fact, yeah. So McCollum, Turner, Lillard, they did pick up Willie Hernan Gomez, who who's played pretty well from them. But the rest of it. Alec Burks, that's not the guy that's making a difference. Drew Holiday? Or, sorry, Justin Holiday, right? Yeah, Justin Holiday. So, there's no one on this list where you're sitting here thinking, well, that makes a lot of sense. They're benched, by the way, some fantastic do-not-play players. So, Caleb Swanigan, Amari Spellman, and then they rounded out with Sharif O'Neal. Oh, Shaq's kid? Yep, Shaq's kid. None of them played, though. So, 
that ends the second season. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is the Howl, our first half 2K talkers, 2K simulation going on currently. The Wolves finished year two, 55-27, and they did make it to the second round once again. The third season here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. The Timberwolves, let's look over the roster. Kev, why don't you uh, bring it, break down the roster for Ooh, us? The top two guys on this roster, top three guys on this roster are to die for. I'm telling you, Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler make their returns, and they are joined by the 2K, one of the 2K19 cover athletes. Cover athletes, yep. It's official Giannis. And you know what? Why don't we have this be? Uh, why don't we have Giannis be our keyword this week? Why don't you go over that? Sounds good to me. Yeah. So all you have to do is find us on iTunes at the Howell Radio. Leave us a rating and a review with the keyword Giannis G I A N N I S, and you can win a copy of NBA Two K Eighteen for Xbox One or PS Four. Thanks to our fine friends over at Two K Sports. All right. So breaking on the rest of the roster. Kevin, uh, who else is on the roster? Who else do we have after the, the big three? Uh, so Justin Patton, Tony Parker, Josh Akogi, Raul Elkins, Thomas Bryant, uh, Frederick Gerbaud, Hamadou Diallo, Tony Carr, Mo Wagner. Who, by the way, we got – it was a trade. Yes. Someone that we, who do we have to give up to get Mo Wagner? I don't even remember. Part of, by the way, the reason why this is even possible is because Kevin Love declined his player option. Yeah, thank you, Kevin Love, for declining and allowing us to get Giannis. And then we end it with, uh, we have uh, Isaf Sanan, who is out two to four months with a spinal injury, which, that sucks. Poor guy. Hopefully, he can come back sooner than later. And then you have Leangelo Ball, Kevin's favorite player, and Rodion's Kuriks, rounding it out. So, again, I think... What are your thoughts? I think we got an outside chance of being the number one pick. You mean number one seed? Correct, number one seed. Yeah, I was going mean, to say picking us to go number one. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not going to be the number one number one pick in the draft. This is so we've started off undefeated the first three weeks. Beautiful. Everyone wants Josh Okoge, by the way. Yep. Nope. Not going to happen. So we've started off ten and 11 and 12 and 13 and fourteen, fifteen and zero. This is uh, quite the roster. And Rob, you had uh, we are you had s- doubts of us signing. We are seventeen and zero currently. Now again, I don't know that it's real realistic that we're going to be able to get Giannis, but in this scenario, Giannis said yes. By the way, Kevin Love was willing to resign with us, but we said screw you, Kevin. In more, Heck yeah, yeah dude. right. Like Heck you know, yeah. we already got our one Kevin. I want Giannis. We got Kevin Dravesbaum over here. We don't need Kevin Love. When it when it comes down to it, if you're given the option of signing Giannis or Kevin Love? I mean, it's not a tough call? It's, it's not, not a tough, tough call? call. I don't know. It seems like a pretty tough call to me. But anyways, moving on. We're still... Uh, oh, 18-0 we finished uh, to start. So we have one loss. And now one we're loss, already on a six-game win streak. Yeah, we're looking pretty good. No, we're not trading Justin Patton. I think this, this could be the team that breaks the Bulls record. I have done that before, by the way. I know you have. You've sent me pictures. I know. It, it, they, you can get you can get some pretty good teams uh, assembled when you're going through the like we've done in the past the 40 year challenge. Yep, you can really get some pretty good teams out there. 30 and four, we are the number one team so far. Again, everyone wants Josh Okogie. Guy gets really good in this game. He's getting real. He's going to get real good in real life too. 
Tony uh, Carr and Sanon for Sabonis and Anabogu. It'd Heck be a, yeah. I would consider it if we were miss, if we were without like any point guards. We have like no point guards on That's this team. True. So we need to keep keep those players. Plus, you can't mess with a good thing, Kev. We are dominating. 37-5 and five right now. I like that a lot. I, I would think I would think you would. That's a pretty pretty solid squad. Again, about every other day, someone offers us to trade for Josh Akogi. So far, I, I gotta say I'm not biting, especially not for Taj Gibson. I don't know what they thought was going on there. So we are currently forty six and seven, forty five and nine. Sorry, we are at the trade deadline. Uh, I think we just keep going forward. I don't think yeah. we need to stop. I, I love this team the way it is. 45 and 10. We are on a little bit of a losing streak. Let's take a look and see if we have injuries. Injuries, by the way, so far in this scenario have really plagued us. Actually, I think this is kind of a fun thing. Looking at the entire league as far as injuries are concerned, across the entire league, you've got a number of guys that are injured as far as lengthy ones. Mike Conley, torn right meniscus, broken leg for Victor Oladipo, Otto Porter, uh, ankle sprain, torn right MCL for Joe Harris. So let's see. I'm not going to be shocked if we've got some serious injuries. And, uh, yeah, not too bad. Patton's day-to-day, and Jimmy Butler has a right ankle sprain, so he's out one to two weeks. So nothing too serious. But, again, we're pretty much dominating. We're 45-10 and 10 at this stage. We are the number one team in the league, I believe, anyways. I guess we haven't looked over at the Eastern Conference yet. We have struggled a bit, though. We're still losing games, which yeah. I, I don't want to see. But as long as we hold on to that number one seat, I'm okay with that. Definitely time to look at who we can re-sign before we move on. A couple guys that you definitely want to lock up long-term if you can. Josh Akogi, he's willing to re-sign. If we can get him for another three years, it's definitely worth it. And then a guy that we were traded in the offseason, Mo Wagner, will definitely lock him up uh, long-term as well. And then we'll move on to the uh, end of the season. Again, right now we're 47-13 and and looking to finish off as the overall number one seed. In Man, we're... I'm telling you, Kev, these losing streaks are killing me. We've had a few where all of a sudden we'll just drop like four games. That's brutal. I'm, I'm, it's weird, too, because we started off just so hot to begin 18 with. 18-0. Uh, so your most valuable player is future, oh, hey. future Timberwolf Giannis oh, Antetokounmpo. Hey. Look at that, Rob. Andrew Arnold, uh, go figure, rookie of the year. We all know who that is, right? 2K created player. Sixth man of the year, Wendell Carter Jr. Defensive player of the year is also... Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he is dominating in this simulation. Chris Middleton, your most improved player. Mike D'Antoni actually moves on to coach the Sixers, wins coach of the year. We have Giannis and Carl Towns both make all NBA first team. Yeah, buddy. Looking at the all-rookie all rookie second team, by the way, Tony Carr and Frederick Gobeau both make all rookies. So that's pretty good guys we got in free agency. Let's see. So defensive team, you have Jimmy Butler and Giannis both make the all-defensive first team. We are the number one overall seed. We are taking on the Pelicans. Now, remember, the first two years in this simulation, the number one overall seed lost in the first round of the playoffs. So we need to buck that trend. 1-0, 2-0, we are up. 3-0, and I think we're getting a sweep. And we do. We sweep. Looking at who the big players were. So we were taking on the Pelicans. They've got Anthony Davis, and they do still have DeMarcus Cousins, but... The rest of their team is a lot of nothing. So it under- I'm, I'm almost surprised they made the playoffs. What's funny is, you know how all those, all those guys want Josh Okoge in trade? He doesn't even play in this simulation. Yep. That's how good this team is. They want him. Justin Patton's starting to play pretty good. Eight points. Well, only two rebounds. 
Carl Towns and Giannis are your big-name players, and you're getting some pretty solid minutes from guys like Francis Gerbo. I get why he was on the all-rookie team. Moving on to the second round. Unfortunately, we're taking on our nemesis, the Houston Rockets. Ooh. They've had our number in this scenario. Let's take a look and see. Uh, 0-1. We suck against the Rockets. Yeah, we do. 0-2. Okay, oh come on. Oh, my gosh. We have Giannis. Oh, is Carl Towns? Nope, Carl Towns is there. I thought maybe he was hurt. Tony Carr, by the way, putting on a pretty good show. Let's see. Moving on to game three. All right. All right. That's better. One and two. One and two. Three, one. We're down. Can we, can we do what Oklahoma City did? I think we can. I don't love our chances. And we're eliminated again. Oh, my god! Three gosh. straight seasons. Typical the Wolves, Timberwolves fashion. And, and we did stick with Tom Thibodeau. That was our downfall. That's our killer. Giannis, Towns. and So Giannis and Towns together combined for 53 points. But that's unfortunate. I really thought we had a pretty good chance of finishing off there. By the way, your finals champions are the Houston Rockets. James Harden is your MVP. They did take out uh, the 76ers who were the ones that ended up making it to the championship from the East. By the way, the Lakers did not make the playoffs. Interesting. So so, uh, so with LeBron, the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. I got to look at their roster because that's surprising to me. Maybe did maybe he got hurt. Maybe, maybe they traded him. That seems unlikely, I guess. Yeah, LeBron, he's 35 years old. He's a 98 overall. Looking at the rest of the squad, Lonzo Ball, by the way, he becomes untouchable in this game. He's he becomes very good in this That's game. Kind of a shame. Looking at the rest of the team, though, they really never bring in that extra superstar. I think that's what really hurts them. I mean, looking at who they have, it's, so it's James and Ball. But after that, Ingram hasn't done a whole lot. He's sitting at an eighty-three. I don't know that it was a great decision by virtual GM of the Lakers, so virtual Magic Johnson, to bring in Kenneth Fareed. I don't know what he thought that was going to do. Probably well, should have got him if he got him for cheap, though. Probably should have kept sense. Julius Randle, but uh, you know that's neither here nor there. Kent Bazemore. Apparently, he's trying to see how many bad contracts he can amass because these are all guys that in real NBA nobody wants. Uh, Josh Hart. So, yeah, and it's not great. They don't do a whole lot. But, anyways, I think that probably wraps it up, Kev. Yeah, let's. Uh, we're going to get into our third quarter, which is our 2K all day segment. Got a lot to cover there where we reimagine the Kings and the Timberwolves. Uh, you're going to have to stay tuned if you want to find out what that's all about. And then, how will Hardwood history and can Kevin Cousy coming up? In the fourth quarter. Once again, you are listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are The Howl. Third quarter on The Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. And this week, very similar to in past weeks, now we've been doing kind of a centered uh, rebuild, if you will, uh, in the previous weeks as far as simulations go. This week is kind of similar. We're going for more of a reimagining. So, what we're going to do is we're actually going to look at uh, one of my other favorite teams as far as roster configuration is concerned, and that's the Kings. They've done a, a number of things recently that I've been very big, a very big fan of, and it seems like it hasn't all panned out yet. And given that a lot of the players that they've taken are younger, I do think this would be kind of a chance to kind of switch players on the roster that maybe could use a, a change of scenery. So... What we end up doing, basically, is we end up trading Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler over to the Kings, and we end up getting a number of pieces from them that I think uh, could work out really nicely. Plus, one of the things I like about dealing with the Kings in this scenario is that a lot of the players we end up getting back are either friends of Carl Towns or former teammates. So in a few situations, I think that could only help. So looking at the roster as it is now, we have Carl Towns, Buddy Heald, 
Willie Cauley-Stein, Bobby Portis, Scal Labissiere, Tyson Chandler, Tyus Jones still, uh, Noah Vonley, Vince Carter, Juan Hernan Gomez, Justin Jackson, Justin Patton, uh, Harry Giles, Tyler Lydon, Shaquille Harrison, Kobe Simmons, and Mike Henry. So we've pretty much rebooted the entire roster. And I think we've got some good young pieces, and we'll see what we're able to do with this. Now, for anyone that's listened recently, the first, if we looked at rebuild-specific challenges we did in the last week, or last few weeks, we had three different challenges. We did one with Towns, one with Wiggins, one's with Butler. Uh, the one with Towns was by far the best. Uh, Butler was a close set. Well, maybe not even close, but he was second. And then uh, following uh, pretty far behind was Andrew Wiggins at third. Although I think Andrew Wiggins is probably one of my favorites, just because in that scenario you end up getting uh, Tyus Jones, Trey Jones, and then you also got a couple of the Ball brothers, almost all the Ball brothers, uh, if it weren't for the fact that the Lakers made a Lonzo Ball untouchable. So that was kind of a cool segment. So we're going to see kind of how that stacks up here. Uh, but it's not part of that challenge necessarily. We're just kind of going off of kind of a way to, to reimagine, as I said, uh, both rosters, but specifically the Timberwolves. And I think we've done that in this instance, and we've brought in some good young pieces. And we'll see kind of what we can do with it, what we can build, and how successful it can end up being. All right, so looking at the trade deadline, the Wolves are sitting at 29 and 28, and we are the seventh seed. So I don't know if that's – it's not poor. I would say it's probably right around where I thought we might be. And now we're going to simulate through the rest of the season, see if we can maybe squeak into the playoffs or if we're looking at a lottery pick. Now keep in mind, this is this season that we're looking at. So if the Wolves make the playoffs, they do lose their pick. We do, however, get the Oklahoma City Thunders pick as long as they do make the playoffs, which in most of these simulations they do. So we have an opportunity to at least get one pick, if not two. We are sitting at 30 and 36 uh, after the trade deadline. What, what it appears, anyways, is that other teams made some some improvements. We stuck still. We stood still with basically what we already had. And by not by doing that, unfortunately, we were not able to get any better. And we did end up missing the playoffs. It was a little ugly, to say the least. So what are you going to do? Uh, one nice thing here is that when you look at the superlatives at the end of the year, Donovan Mitchell did win Rookie of the Year. So that's kind of a cool deal. Obviously, that shows the accuracy of uh, 2K18. And actually, I think this is a good point to bring up the keyword. Now, remember, every week we give away a copy of 2K18 for Xbox One or PS4. And so we give you a keyword. You log on to iTunes, leave a rating and a review. And in that review, put the keyword. This week's keyword we're going to use is Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Leave Mitchell in the review, and then you are entered for a chance to win a copy of 2K18. So we did not make the playoffs, so we are going to jump right into the offseason for the Timberwolves. Not the most successful season we could have hoped for, um, but at 36 and 46, you have some nice room to build. If we look at, we can go into the statistics category and just take a look and see how our players did. Buddy Heald actually was our high scorer, 20 points per game. Carl Towns, 19. Uh, Shaquille Harrison, 16 and a half a game, but he was not getting... Um, necessarily major minutes. Bobby Portis, Tyus Jones. You know, the guys that I would have expected or at least wanted more from would be uh, Willie Cauley-Stein and Scal Labissier. Those two struggled a bit. But overall, I'm very pleased with the first season of this uh, T-Wolves reimagining. 
So moving into the offseason, we always start at the league meetings. Looking at the league meetings, we'll see if anything has changed for the league. Yep, and a couple things have. Teams are allowed to trade its first-round picks in consecutive years. So what that is is it gets rid of the Stepien rule. That's not something I've seen commonly in this game, so I'm very, very pleased that that happened. Long-term contracts to players nearing age 36 defer salary to hedge against salary cap implications. That would result from early retirement. So you've got a couple things that were approved at this first league meeting. All right, so we jump forward to the draft lottery. Obviously, we are going to have a shot at that top pick, although we're only sitting at 11th. As Despite our record not being great, there were a lot of teams that were worse than us. Not too surprising, just given some of the teams that were in front of us and what their makeup was. So we will just we'll fast forward to the lottery results. We stuck at number 11. And then we do have pick 28 because the Oklahoma City Thunder were one of the better teams in this season. So we'll go through the draft, and then we'll jump to free agency, kind of take a look and see who's going to be available. Now, one thing we did do, I have started, I had kind of started my own uh, draft class for this season. I Not that the ones that are out there are poor. They just maybe didn't go as in-depth on some of the players. So I've got like 8 to 10 players, and then... The rest of them are kind of the standard uh, for the 2018 draft. So we've got some guys that become pretty nice pieces. In my in my uh, draft class, a couple guys that really stand out to me that have done really well in some of the simulations we've run with them would be uh, Mo Bamba and Jaron Jackson. And then obviously the standard, you know, DeAndre Ayton and Luka Doncic also turn out uh, quite well. So there's definitely some good pieces in this in fact, in one of the simulations, uh, Trey Young actually wins MVP, I saw. So there's definitely some decent pieces in this draft class. So it's going to be an important one for the future of this franchise in this Timberwolves uh, reimagining. Coming up here very soon in a few days. We will, I'm gonna, what we're going to do is we're actually going to go through and kind of take a look at the draft order when we're done with this just to see how it actually scopes out. The first two picks actually are Michael Porter Jr. at number one, Luka Doncic at number two. So some interesting selections to start. We'll simulate to our pick, take a look at who's still available, who's gone, and kind of go from there. Again, the hope would be if we can get some nice pieces. We've got a lot of big men already, actually, so maybe we can get one of the better wings, one of them slides. Also might not be a bad option. But, you know, if our best options are going to be guys like Mo Bamba or... Jaron Jackson, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to complain. That's just it. We're going to skip the trade offers just because at this stage, I don't know that anyone's going to be able to offer us much as far as value uh, for what we'd be giving up. So we're sitting at pick number 11. It looks like uh, Wendell Carter is probably going to be the best option as far as uh, just talent-wise. Wendell Carter's there. Shy Gilgis-Alexander. Miles Bridges, a guy that really ends up being pretty good in this game. I think you know one of the things about Miles Bridges that's really nice for anyone that doesn't listen to our mock draft coverage is that in in the real NBA he is one of those players that kind of considers himself positionless. He's made that a point to kind of kind of go that route with the way he plays. Lonnie Walker is another another nice piece that would be available. A lot of it depends on what their overalls are. Most of the a lot of these players are not the players that we actually or that I actually went in and altered. So it's just what are the draft class that was presented to me. Looking at who's available, man, 
it's tough. One of the things you really want to make sure you're looking for is the potential. Guys that are higher in potential tend to or will end up getting better faster. No one's real high as far as potential is concerned. Uh, Wendell Carter and a number of other players are the same. And so it's just a matter of uh, who you think has the higher overall. There's some decent prospects available, though, which is nice. You can also go by – the nice thing is you can sort by age. You can sort by any of the different categories. So we sorted by potential first because that's kind of what we're looking at as a – during this reimagining, we want to see who's kind of got that, that extra extra something. There's a number of players I like. I think going with guard probably makes the most sense for us, though. And, in fact, we're going to go Lonnie Walker here at pick number 11. This is actually probably around where he's going to go, somewhere in that like 10 to 20 range. Uh, and again, if he, went, if he fell to 20 in real life, the Wolves would obviously be shocked, I think. I have him currently going to the Washington Wizards, I believe. So that's one team to watch out for. But getting him at 11 here is a nice little piece. So we're going to grab him. Now, we do still have that late first-round pick, pick number 28. It'd be nice if we could get lucky and someone slides to us, maybe a Troy Brown, maybe a Kyrie Thomas. Those are players uh, that obviously the Wolves will look at in real life. You also have Dante DiVincenzo in this draft, so that'd be another guy to watch out for. Either way, I think we'll have some decent options at 28, uh, especially in the real draft. In the real draft, if we were to have uh, two picks, let's say 20, and then we look at that proposed or that rumored idea that the there's teams out there looking to move some of those early second-round picks, that would definitely be something for the, the real Wolves to target because you can get a nice piece considering how deep this draft is. Looking at what's available, Bruce Brown is available. That's another name that's been linked to the Wolves. I know ESPN talked about us possibly drafting him. Yeah, there's not any necessarily great options as far as what's actually available left over. Hamadou Diallo, he's one of the few players that's that's probably available that we might like. There's Lamar Peters. I'm looking at him, you know, 21. He's a pretty good overall. He's a point guard. That would that would give us some nice depth at that position. Yeah, you know, in fact, basic based on what is available, Taco Falls, another name that we really like on this show. He comes in, you know, he's 22 years old, but seven foot six. He'd be a guy that would be very interesting to pair up with some of the big men we already have, but we do have some pretty good depth as far as big men are concerned. So if we can get a wing that's going to maybe give us a little bit of size, that would be nice. Hamadou Diallo, he could be a nice option here. I know, we're unfortunately, we're taking so many point or guards at that point. You know, we're going to take Lamar Peters. So sitting at 28, we take Lamar Peters. And that gives us uh, the that's the end of this draft uh, for the Wolves at this stage. We're just going to simulate through simulate through round number two. Let the assistant GM take over from that regard. And hopefully we can get some nice pieces possibly in free agency. Although our roster is pretty far capped out. Looking at Ricky rookie signing, we actually did get a a foreign prospect, Stuart Beck is who we ended up taking uh, in the middle of the second round. So we'll retain his rights and accept the other two players. We have no team options, and as far as the qualifying offers are concerned, the only one we have to deal with is Noah Vonley, which we did extend. 
I have not ever gone into these simulations looking to make Noah Vonley better, but he would be a guy that we might look at to add to his already existing potential to see if we can make him into even a, an even better player. So we're at the moratorium. We already have 14 players, so all we need is a, there's going to be you know one single guy. There's going to be a number of different options. Uh, there's always a few players that turn out and become really good players as far as this game's concerned. One of those players is Thomas Bryant, so he would be a good contender to grab in free agency, just 20 years old. He's a center, though. We don't necessarily need a lot of big men. 70 overall, but if you increase his potential, uh, we've had some scenarios where he ends up becoming a really good player. So that's a name to keep in mind. And we've talked, touched on that in the past. Looking at who else is available, there's not a lot of amazing options. Uh, sometimes you, when you get into free agency here, you can pick up some kind of diamonds in the rough. Derek Jones Jr. is a player that actually gets pretty good. And actually, he is who, you know, he's who we're going to grab here. 21 years old, 75 overall, especially if we make the decision to increase his potential. Then it makes a lot of sense. If we, you can increase his potential during the training camp. So that would make a lot of sense if we go that route to see if we can make him into a guy that kind of takes that next jump. The nice thing about him, too, is he's not making a lot of money. So you can sign him to a very affordable four-year contract. So we're looking at four years, uh, not even $12 million total. So that's not a bad deal at all. Looking at what else is on there, uh, we have some cap holds on some players, but they're all players we're probably not going to re-sign. In fact, the only guy we would probably look at excuse me, re-signing would be Noah Vonley or Shaquille Harrison, but we've actually replaced both of them. So I think at this stage we can renounce all those rights and get that cap space. But we will be sitting at 15 players now once the moratorium ends. So on the moratorium, one thing to keep in mind when you're signing players during the moratorium is nothing becomes official till the moratorium is actually done, just like in real life. So when you look at your player total, that's not going to be correct. So right now ours says 14, but we have signed that 15th player. So we don't have that space, but we can make moves if we do find someone that we want to make a move for. Let's say we wanted to bring on like a Zach Levine, or let's say you look to bring on, let's say like a Marcus Smart or J.J. Reddick, some other free agents. You can do that, but just keep in mind you'd be going over the 15 mark, and at some point in the offseason you would have to uh, lose another player to get down to 15. In this scenario, we're going to keep who we have, just sign the one player, and we will move on to training camps. Now, you can do all the summer league stuff, see if your team does well there. We tend to simulate through all of that just because it gets a little time-consuming. Now we're looking at uh, the draft class for next season, and we'll just add one of those. In this case, actually, what we're going to do is we will load. Uh, the, the, if you go in, you can actually check out other people's draft classes. We're going to add the, uh, the most downloaded 2019 NBA draft class. And then I always make sure to say no when they ask if I want to have storylines generated, things like that. Because the thing is, I want to keep the mock, I want to keep the draft class intact for the next season. So jumping to training camps, we've got a number of young players. The key is obviously going to be choosing the correct fit as far as potential is concerned. So uh, in this instance, we actually only have two potentials available. Normally we have three. Looking at the potentials, there's going to be a few different options as far as players we can add to. In fact, one guy we're going to look to see how good we can get him would be Tyus Jones. We will increase his potential from B- minus to B. And then, again, we have so many young players. There's a lot of different options. And I think one of the better options would be we're going to take Lonnie Walker and see if we can make him uh, take him and get him better. He's, he's our rookie from this season. 
A guy I would look at would be Harry Giles, but the only thing about Harry Giles is that he is center, and we don't need one at the moment, so I don't really want to necessarily add to that. So we're going to simulate through the portion next season and come back at the trade deadline, see where we're at, and we will go from there. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is quarter three on the Howl, the 2K all-day segment. Very forgettable season for the Timberwolves, uh, sitting at 21-36. and 36. Part of that reason, actually, I would say pretty much the only reason they've been so unsuccessful is multitude of injuries. Carl Towns broke his leg. Bobby Portis and Willie Colley-Stein have also missed a large amount of time. All three of those players are out currently. So we talked about how we thought we had pretty good depth at the center position, and now you're missing almost all your centers. So kind of a goofy deal. We'll stimulate to the end of the season and take a look and see where we're at at that point. Hopefully we can... At this point, I think it's pretty safe to say we're not making the playoffs. So if we can actually continue to lose, it would be nice to get a top pick. The Wolves do end up missing the playoffs, unfortunately. 36-46, and 46, actually the exact same record that they had last season in this simulation. They definitely finished the year much stronger. Having the players get back and be healthy was basically the difference and the reason why they were struggling so much. Moving on to the draft lottery, we'll take a look and see where the Wolves are able to pick in this scenario. Obviously, they struggled quite a bit, but the problem you're into is we do lose our pick to Atlanta. It would have been the 10th pick, so right around the same as last year. So not the end of the world. In fact, going into this draft, unless we make some trades, we really don't have any picks to work with. So we're looking at probably free agency as a means to make our team a little better. But again, we have a lot of young pieces, so another rookie is not necessarily going to make us or help us at that next stage because we're already quite young. So we'll go through the offseason, come back next season, pick it up again, and see what we can do with that, see where we're at, and give you kind of an update there. Something interesting that came up during this offseason was that Carl Towns actually decided to sign back with the Sacramento or with the Sacramento Kings, the team we had done all that trading with. We obviously could match his offer. The crazy part is we had offered him a full five-year max. He turned that down to sign. They basically offered a poison pill-type contract, so three years and then an early termination offer on that fourth year. So basically it's a, a three-plus-one. Uh, the the other thing to add to that, too, is Jimmy Butler was an unrestricted free agent. We actually offered him that same deal, the three plus one, and he actually took it. So looking at our team as we are assembled now, we have Tyus Jones, Buddy Heald, Jimmy Butler, Bobby Portis, Carl Towns, Willie Cauley-Stein, Scal, LeBissier, Lonnie Walker, Derek Jones Jr., Frank Jackson, who, by the way, is a very good target in this game as far as age and overall, he's 21, 75 overall already, so not a bad player to pick up. Still have Justin Patton, Harry Giles, Lamar Peters, and Mark Daly is another prospect we picked up, a center, that uh, could be pretty good down the road. So we've got some nice pieces. Again, we'll jump forward to the trade deadline, see how the Wolves are doing, and go from there. Talk about bad injury luck. We ended up losing Jimmy Butler for the season. He ruptured his right Achilles. Somehow, though, we are still at 34-24, and 24, sitting at, at that record right at the trade deadline. So we're at the five seed currently. So we're actually very much overperforming where I, I would guess we would be when we lost uh, one of our top players. So we'll simulate the rest of the season here, see what we're able to do. Sands, Jimmy Butler. I think we'll still probably be a decent team. Tyus Jones has really started to improve. Buddy healed a decent shooting guard. You've obviously got Bobby Portis. Some nice pieces, especially with depth, too. Uh, good point guard depth, good shooting guard depth. 
Lonnie Walker, the player that we took in that first draft, everyone has tried to get him kind of throughout this entire campaign. We've had a lot of trade offers. In fact, one team offered us two first-round picks. I did pass, so he's a 78 overall, just 22 years of age. He's an A for potential, so he's going to get very good. And down the road, he'll be a nice candidate to replace Jimmy Butler, or maybe Jimmy Butler retires early. I don't know. He's obviously had some injury problems here uh, in the simulation we're currently doing. Stopping at the contract extension line, we will extend contract extensions to both Buddy Heald and Scala BCA. They have not been amazing, but they do help with, in terms of depth, they're both in the 80s, so they're quality pieces, and they're not super expensive, which is sometimes tough to find. We're still sitting at actually with the four seed, jumped up all the way to the three seed currently. So we're really playing some good basketball right now, even though Jimmy Butler's not with us. So that's kind of a cool deal to get over that injury. We have clinched a playoff spot oh, we're right up there. It's going to be closest to where we actually finish. We do finish in the four seed, it looks like. Looking at some of the superlatives, we did not take any of those. The year before, Jimmy Butler had actually been defensive player of the year, I believe, but that's not going to happen when you get hurt. 50 and 32 is how we finish. So we do finish fourth and we're going up against the Pelicans who are the five seed. So we'll see if we're able to do some damage here in the playoffs. Unfortunately, we start off 0 and 2, which is not good since those were home games. Uh, we somehow win both the away games. So we lose the home games, win the away games. I'm not going to pretend to understand why that oh, we lost uh, that away game. No, lost another home game. And we end up being eliminated, so we could not overcome the loss of Jimmy Butler come playoff time. But a pretty good run for a team that was very injury depleted in not only season one, but season two as well. So we really had some tough injury luck. Going into this offseason, we will look to change our staff, get a better trainer, and hopefully upgrade uh, some of our other pieces. And we'll come back uh, next season. Update where we're at. Listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is our third quarter, our 2K All Day segment. Again, for anyone that missed it earlier, our keyword this week is Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. The keyword is Mitchell. Remember to put that in a review on iTunes, leave us a rating, and you, the only people are eligible, keep in mind, are people in this United States. So if you want to enter that contest to win a copy of NBA 2K18, you can do so that way. All right, looking at the Timberwolves roster currently, we did make some uh, interesting changes in the offseason. So now we have Carl Towns, Jimmy Butler's back healthy, which hopefully with the new trainer that we got, that's going to make a difference. We have Bobby Portis, Tyus Jones, Scalabissier, Lonnie Walker, Nick Batoon, Derek Jones Jr., Frank Jackson, Harry Giles, Justin Patton, Lamar Peters. We got Frederick Gerbo, who is a very nice small or sorry power forward, ends up being pretty good in this game. And then lastly, we did get Costas uh, Antetokounmpo actually end up end up uh, joining us. We made a trade. We ended up trading for him and Nick Batoon. We end up giving up Buddy Heald as well as Willie Cauley Stein, a couple players that I didn't think we necessarily needed at this stage, just given who we currently have. So we'll see what, what this ends up bringing us. We will come back at the trade deadline, and hopefully this team is sitting a little more uh, pretty than they were before. Pushing through to the end of the season, and we end up that was a really good thing. We end up with the number one seed in the West. Uh, Carl Towns is your most improved player. 18 points, 9.1 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and 1.4 blocks. Uh, shooting 46% from three. So, I mean, the guy's dominating. And we had coach of the year as well, Trent Peterson. Uh, this is his sixth year coaching. 61-21 and 21 was the record this season. So, incredibly good. 
So definitely something to like there. And we're going to see what we can do with that number one seed. And it looks like we're taking on the San Antonio Spurs in the first round. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to take game one. We definitely struggle at home for some reason. And we do move on. We end up taking on, we're going to take on the Phoenix Suns in the, the second round of the playoffs here. Hopefully, sorry, no, the Lakers. We're taking on the Lakers, and hopefully we can pass them. Lakers 48-34 and 34 on the season. Uh, we should have a pretty good chance of taking them out. We're definitely the better team. We do, in fact, take them out. We sweep them 4-0. Um, taking a look at some of the players that have really uh, balled out for us. You talk about uh, Scalabese, he had a nice game, 14 points, 6 rebounds, and he actually led the way for the team. Also, Bobby Portis, Jimmy Butler were pretty good. Uh, Carl Towns, not much to speak of, 6 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. So he did not play a ton in this in this series. Maybe they give him a little bit of rest, I guess. Looking at the Western Conference Finals, we are taking on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, not a good start. We are down 2-0, make it 3-0, and we do pull off one. So 3-1, let's see if we can make that 3-1 comeback. 3-2, still got a chance. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Cleveland just made the championship uh, behind uh, Luka Doncic, who was actually your league MVP this season. And unfortunately, we were eliminated. Looking at the box score for the Timberwolves, just to see what we kind of struggle with, what we did well. And yeah, it looks like... Uh, we did about as good as we could, considering we were missing Jimmy or sorry, uh, Carl Towns. So Carl Towns actually again ends up getting injured. So we've had really bad luck with Carl Towns getting injured in this. He actually broke his right leg again. That's the second time in this simulation that he's broken his leg. Uh, I think when Carl Towns breaks his leg for a second time, that seems like a good place to end a simulation for my money. So we'll stop it there. But we did. Uh, I think start off with a pretty good reimagining of the Timberwolves. I think they've got some nice pieces. Again, just to go over the roster, Jimmy Butler, Carl Towns, Bobby Portis, Tyus Jones, Lonnie Walker, Scal LeBCA, Nick Batoon, Justin Patton, Derek Jones Jr., Frank Jackson, Lamar Peters, Harry Giles, who actually, Harry Giles actually pulled his left calf muscle. He's also out for the season. Uh, and then we have Costas Antetokounmpo, Frederick Jabot, Mark Daly, and we rounded out with our uh, second round, sorry, our first round pick, who is a Eurostash, Igor Klimov. So, uh, not too bad. And we'll probably pick this season up again down the road. Again, you've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This has been quarter three, our 2K all day segment. Coming up in quarter four, we have Howell Hardwood history, followed by everyone's favorite game, Can Kevin Cousy. That does it for the first half show. Stay tuned for the second half coming later this week on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere great podcasts are found. You can listen to us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel on Wednesdays from 2 to 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central.